God some praise in the house. Don't panicate. No, don't panicate. Give God a praise. Come on. Yes. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet and give God a praise. Come on, just stand up and give him a praise in the house. Come on, worship him. Worship him. Worship him. Worship him. Hallelujah. 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 30 seconds, 30 more seconds. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. You may be seated. You may be seated. Thank you so much. Thank you, praise team. Wonderful job. Thank you so much. What an honor to be here. What an honor to be back at the Gathering Church. I love this place. I love this pastor and this family, this church family that we have here. You know, you can't go anywhere up here without bumping into an angel somewhere, everywhere you go. You just bump into somebody. God just shows up at the falls or on Prayer Mountain or or wherever we're, we're doing. I love it. So, so it's an honor to be back. Thank you for coming out tonight. We're going to see miracles, M-I-R-I-C-L-E-S. So I'm not TDJs, but get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Glad to have my wife, Miss Linda, stand up, Linda, and wave and show them the good Alabama, good-looking women that we got in Alabama. I love this guy right here on the front row. I've never met him, but I love him. He's got on a wonderful shirt. Stand up and show him that shirt. Just turn around and let everybody see to make sure they get the right shirt. Good to have the Dawsons with me right back here. They'll be at the book table back here helping us. They drove up from uh, Alabama to be here. He had to quit cutting hay just to come up here and be with us up here this weekend, and he'll be out there helping us with, with that. He's already told me he went, already went to the falls and got knocked out at the falls. He just he's, he can't help it. I brought two books that I want you to get. I, I did this blood for you about four years ago. I did 39 chapters on the blood. So 39 stripes, 39 chapters on the blood, and we call it this blood's for you. It's for your deliverance, healing, and much, much more. About a year and a half ago, I did the blood still works, and the blood does still work. So it is a tremendous book. Uh, our buddy Sid Roth, who's up in Boone right now, I'm going to call him tomorrow and see if I can't get him to slide in here, butts and Bobby, and, and talk with us a little bit in here. He can drive down for this. So uh, the blood still works. So both books, I sell them as a set, $20 for both books. That's 10 apiece. So you, you need to come out and, and, and uh, help us. What happens with the uh, book money, we are buying bicycles for pastors and missionaries in Central South Africa, Central and South America. We buy them in Panama. We buy them in uh, Lusaka, Zambia, and pass them out. We've been doing about 15 years. So we got, we got about 300 bicycles a year that we give away for just give them to pastors and they take care of them. And this year, I've taken on 150 families in Bethlehem. There's 150 families, Pastor White, that have absolutely nothing in Bethlehem. They are Jewish, they are Christian, and they're Palestinians, but they're all very poor. So we're going to show them Jesus. So we're going to buy them a holiday box 
for Christmas. It'll have a lot of goods in it for household and food and toys for the kids and so forth. So that's what this goes for. So stop by and, and see us at the book and tape table. Pastor, these are set for you right there. Thank you so much. Let me tell you about this baptism pool over here. Hopefully we'll do that tonight. I was in Rochia, Illinois uh, in January, uh, right before COVID hit, January 20, I guess it was. And uh, Todd, Pastor Todd was with us. And we, we set up three, three baptism pools. And we, we were baptizing like 400 people. So I was over at pool number three, and I'm working over at pool number three. We, you know, it goes with him. Everybody's getting healed. Everybody's getting delivered and saved, and everybody's getting baptized. And they said, we need you to come over to pool number one. So I walked across the church to over here to pool number one, and there was a lady sitting there about 40 years old, and she's already sitting in the pools, in the water. And I kneeled down beside her, and I said, what is it? She said, uh, I have cerebral palsy. I've had cerebral palsy all my life. I've never walked in my life. I've walked on crutches. I've, walked, I've been in a wheelchair. I've had the braces on my feet and legs all my life, but I've never walked. This is my husband. We've been married eight years. He's never seen me walk, of course, and so forth. I said, well, what do you want God to do for you tonight? She said, I, I want to be baptized and I want to be healed. See, that's where it starts in you. It's just like the one with the issue of blood. She said, within herself, within herself, I'm getting my healing. So, so that she said it to herself, I'm going to get healed tonight. So I said, all right, we're going to baptize you, and we're going to ask God to heal you. When you come out of the water, you're going to be totally healed. So we baptized her and raised her up. She's sitting down now. We baptized her, raised her up, and here's what she said. God, this water's hot. Well, the the water really was not hot. You know what I mean? I said, what would you just say? She screamed it. God, this water's hot. I said, thank you, Jesus. It's getting hotter and hotter. Let's go. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go with this. I said, what happened? She said, I don't know, but I feel it all over my body. I feel feel God all over my body. I, I said, can you move your feet? And she took her toes and did this. I said, that's a start. Come on, Jesus. That's a start right there. So she moved. I said, what about your feet? She took her feet with her. This woman ain't walked in her whole life. Cerebral palsy her whole life. I said, we're going to help you stand up. She said, oh, you don't have to help me. She grabbed us out of that pool and stood up on her own. Ha! I said, uh, we're going to help you step out of this pool, out of this uh, baptismal. Oh, you don't have to help me. Out of the pool, she stepped. I took her by the hand and walked her around the church. Totally healed, totally healed, totally healed. That's the God that I serve. He can do it in a baptism pool. He can do it riding in your car. He can do it here tonight. He can do it where he wants to because he's Jesus, the healer. So I'm Tommy from Alabama. So I said, now let me ask you, how long y'all been married? Eight years. I said, did you walk down the center? Uh, did you wait a minute? Let me straighten. Let me say it correctly. How did you get down the center aisle when they played the wedding march? She said, "I rode in a wheelchair." They put my gown down behind the wheelchair, and I rode the wheelchair down. I stopped the baptisms. I stopped everybody in the church. I walked over the organist. I said, "Can you play the wedding march?" He said, "I sure can." I said, "Come on, you two. I took them to the back of the church. 
I took that couple to the back of the church and I said, hit it. He played the wedding march and they came walking down that aisle together. She's walking on her husband's arm and they went out windows and doors when we ain't got no windows and doors. I saw her again this year. I was back at the same church and she's still walking. She's healed. That's the God that we serve. He's in the healing business. He never, ever stopped being in the healing business. So get ready for tonight. What causes Jesus to do these miracles? What causes miracles to happen? Psalms 107 said he sent his word that healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Jesus is God of miracles. He still saves. He still heals. In fact, the word is sozo in the Greek. And when it says save, it means heal. And when it says heal, it means save. It's the same exact word. I've seen great miracles of God. Great miracles of God. I've seen hundreds, hundreds of blind eyes open. Hundreds, hundreds, not just one or two, but hundreds. I've seen hundreds of deaf people, their ears totally healed, their eardrums healed back hundreds, not just two or three. I've seen uh, dumb, we call that deaf and dumb, but they can't speak. You know what I mean? They, they, they can't speak. On a stage in Iquitos, Peru, in the jungle city of Iquitos, Peru, they brought me five deaf and dumb boys who could not hear and could not speak. They range his age to 10 to 15 years old. I went down the line and all seven of them got healed. And you know what they said? They said Jesus in Alabama English because they ain't never heard Spanish in their life. All of them healed. All of them healed. I said, say Jesus. They said Jesus, just like I did. They ain't never heard no Spanish. They don't know what Jesus is or nothing else. They Totally healed by the power of God. I've seen a crippled girl, a crippled girl with scoliosis since birth, walked like this all of her life, walked like this all of her life, laid my hand on her back and God healed her and straightened her up in Winfield, Alabama, graduated Sanford University, uh, a straight A student with a healed back because her spine is here. Get ready, I'm telling you, I've seen cross eyes go straight. Leukemia, a 12-year-old girl with leukemia that had four days, five days to live in the hospital in Birmingham, Alabama. I go in there and lay hands on her when the doctor told me not to, laid hands on her, and God healed her of leukemia. God's in the cancer healing business. This Monday, this week, Monday, Linda and I are planning for the trip. We've got a revival going on at our home church, so we're trying to plan the trip, home church, go to church. And my buddy called me on the phone. He said, Tommy, it's Donnie Burns. Yes, sir, Donnie. He said, I just left UAB Hospital in Birmingham. They found two masses in my colon. I have stage four colon cancer. No disguise all my life, all my life. I said, what are you doing now? He said, my wife is driving me back home. We're headed I said, you come to my office now. Now, come to my office right now. Don't go home till you stop at my office. I have a chair in my office that was on stage with A.A. Allen. I got a chair. That's where I sit them to pray for them, in that A.A. In that Allen chair. I put a prayer shawl, a tallit around him. I gave him communion. I've got a communion kit. I carry me everywhere I go because communion is a meal that heals. I gave him communion. 
I gave him, I cursed the cancer, told it to leave his body. You can't stay in his body. He's a man of God. He's a man of God, and you can't stay in his body. You got to go in Jesus. I took authority. You started talking about authority already tonight. I took authority in the name of Jesus, not in my name, but in the name of Jesus. I took authority over cancer, and cancer left him. He called me yesterday, right, Linda? He called me yesterday. he just been back to get a scan. he just been back to be checked by the same doctor who told him he had two polyps in his colon, stage four cancer. That same doctor told him, you have no cancer in your body. Somebody give my God a praise. This week, I am talking about miracles. When I was 10, I had what we called yellow jaundice in my day. We call it hepatitis C today. In my day, we called it yellow jaundice. How many of y'all remember penicillin used to be good for everything? You stump your toe and go to the doctor, you know what you got? A penicillin shot. Do you remember when they put mercurcomb, is that the right word? On a cotton ball and stuck it down your throat and you had a sore throat about 10 seconds. Ain't no money in it, so they don't do it no more. So I went to that kind of doctor and he gave me a penicillin shot and sent me home. I turned yellow. My body turns yellow, my eyeballs are yellow. I go back to him, guess what he did? Penicillin shot number two on this side. Hurt, 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 hurt. Oh, God, that big needle was that big. Go back the third time, and he said, this boy needs to go to Birmingham, Alabama. This boy is sick. No kidding, Doc. I've been sick two months. I get there. They put me in emergency. They take me in the back. They leave my parents in the waiting room and come out about an hour later and tell my mom and daddy, your son has yellow jaundice, hepatitis, his liver is destroyed. He'll be dead in five days. They didn't know my mama. And they didn't know my grandma. Anybody got any of them in your family? I got them in my family. And you probably want them today that I'm talking to. How many remember the day Oral Roberts came on television? We didn't have but three channels in that day, Pastor. ABC, CBS, and NBC was it with an antenna with a wire on it. So if you turn the wire, you get a signal. Or Roberts came on television. There's a little black and white TV in my hospital room sitting down on the table next to the bed. We didn't have a remote. That was an African village in my day. <laughs> or Roberts came on at 9 a.m. Birmingham time. And you know how he'd do it. He'd put his hand like this. The camera would zoom in. Nothing on TV except Oral Roberts' hand. That's all. God is healing right now through the internet. Uh, right now, I call healing into your house. I call healing into your home. Whatever you're watching right now, you're getting healed today. Right now, it's happening around the world. Receive it right now in Jesus' name. My mother touched Oral Roberts' hand on that TV and put her other hand right here and said, God, heal my boy and I'll give him to you. Instantly, not in a minute, not after a while, and not next week. Instantly, the power of God hit that room. A blue mist rolled in there. 
I'm asking that blue mist coming here tonight. Blue mist rolled in there. When that blue mist rolled there, it knocked my mama and my grandma out. Knocked them out on the floor. I sit up in the bed and look, my mom was laying over there, my grandma was laying over there, and Jesus walked right up to my bed. I'm talking about here to Mr. Alabama right here, that close to me, and I got a brand new liver in one second. Somebody give God a praise for me. And that's when it started. I didn't know what that was, but that's when it started. Why do these miracles take place? In Luke chapter 10, a lawyer came to Jesus and said, Jesus, what do I have to do to have eternal life? Jesus said, you're a lawyer, you're educated, you tell me. That's what he told him. That's what he told the lawyer. You're educated, you're a man, tell me. What do you think? The lawyer said, you must love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's correct, said Jesus. That's correct. Do these things and you shall live. That verse will preach for me and you. Do these things and you shall live. Love God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your body. Love him. Love him and worship him. We get back to the Ten Commandments. Exodus 20 and 3. No other gods before me. That's what he told us. No other gods before me. No other gods before me. If we do that and put God first in our lives and spend a lot of time in true worship with him, then he will show up and give us exactly what we need. You know God is the judge, don't you? You know that. You just got to go to the judge. When the judge makes a ruling, it's over. I don't care what the public says. I don't care what they say and what the public says about it. When the judge makes a ruling, that's it. When they make the ruling, that's it. So go to the judge. You know who your lawyer is, don't you? Your lawyer is Jesus, the son of God. The judge's son is my lawyer. My God, I can't lose. The, the judge's son is, 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 is my lawyer. And the enemy's standing over there saying, bring it up, bring it up. And he said, you can't bring it up. This page is all white. There ain't nothing written on it. It's under the blood. It's all been under the blood. And it's under the blood. I can't see nothing. Put God first, he'll put you first. Matthew 15, woman came to Jesus, cried out, Lord, help me. I got a daughter. I got a daughter possessed by a devil. The Lord never answered her. You ever been there? You ever, you ever been there? You ever, anybody? You don't have to raise your hand. Just shake your head at me. Yeah, I've been there. I prayed. I got nothing. I've done this. I asked. I got nothing. This woman came to Jesus, and Jesus never even asked, answered her. We live in the faith dispensation. When we pray, we believe, and we believe we're going to receive it when we do that. Never give up. Real faith, the Abraham type of faith, goes on day to day, mountain to mountain. Do you see what she did? She came to Jesus, and she then began to worship him. She fell on her face and began to worship Jesus. You see, the more time you spend in worshiping Jesus, the more favor you and I get from him. Help me. You need to spend a great deal of time in worship. Matthew 15, 25, then she came and worshiped him. Now, where was this woman when her daughter got delivered from a demon? Was she with her daughter? No. Was she at her home? No. Was she in a big church service somewhere? No. What was this woman doing when her daughter got delivered from the demon? 
worshiping Jesus. See, you and I don't have to be present to have our son and daughter delivered and set free. All we got to do is be in worship of Jesus, and he'll just do it right when we're worshiping him. He'll just be there. We'll be worshiping him, and our son will call you on the phone and say, Daddy, I just got saved. Daddy, I just got delivered. Daddy, I'm off these drugs. Daddy. It happens that way. Why? Because we worship him. Get to church a little early and worship a little bit early. In fact, worship in your car on the way down here. We got CD player in my car. You know, they don't put CDs in a lot of cars these days. I got to have one with a CD player in it. I got, I, I got to worship God. Linda and I worship God. We worship God on the way here. I don't listen to no doo-wop. <laughs> no golden oldies. Sports talk ain't on my radio. Worship music is on my radio. Worship him. Jesus reached out his hand in Matthew chapter eight. The leper came to Jesus and said, I want to be healed. The leper began to worship Jesus. Jesus then reached out his hand and touched him. Couldn't do that by the law. Couldn't touch by the law a leper, but immediately, somebody say immediately, immediately the leprosy left that man. Why? He got a touch from Jesus. He got a touch from Jesus. You got a touch from Jesus. Now I'm about 10 years old and I had a stick pony. Anybody old enough to have ridden a stick pony in this house? I got a lot of folks older than me. So I've been outside all day riding my stick pony. I got on Wrangler blue jeans. I don't wear no other kind but Wrangler. My boots have been wore out on the side. You got to walk on the side of them like this because I done wore them out. You ain't putting no tennis shoes on me. Mm -mm, tennis shoes are for sissies. And I ain't wearing no tennis shoes. And I ain't wearing no short pants. Ain't no short pants. See, I, I, I got behind the couch when mama tried to put me in a pair of short pants. I, I hid behind the couch because I ain't getting no short pants on me. Ten years old, riding by stick pony, wanting to get a drink of sweet tea. Love sweet tea. My brother, five, I guess he was four, fixed his own bottle. That's how old he sunk a bottle all the way until he's four or five years old. That's my, one of my brothers. And he didn't put milk in it. He put sweet tea in it. My brother Terry's sweet tea in his bottle, four and a half years old. So I've been riding all day and I done got tired. I went in the house to get me some sweet tea. And I went in the house to get to, and I got me a little swig of sweet tea and I hear the vacuum cleaner running in the bedroom and uh, I, I just walk in the bedroom and the vacuum cleaner just sitting there running, but mama ain't near the vacuum cleaner. Now I say, mama, no answer. Mama, no answer. And I done been to them preachers like these sitting over here. I done been to them and I done heard them say one in the field and one taken. One vacuum and one gone. <laughs> I, I, I done heard all that. One riding a stick pony and the other gone. I done heard all of them stories, 
and I'm 10 years old and I done missed the rapture. Oh God, I've got my, they all gone. I'm here and mama's gone. God, I've missed it. I done heard them stories. Scared me to death in church at 10 years old. Mama's gone, I'm left behind. That movie Left Behind was some, in somebody's imagination when I was 10 years old. I ain't it. And then I hear something. In the next bedroom, I hear something going on. And I sneak around and look around. And in that bedroom, every shoe in that closet is thrown out in the, in, the, in the floor in the bedroom. Every shoe. Your shoes and my shoes are in the bottom of our closets. And, and every shoe in that bedroom is thrown out in the floor. And I'll sneak up right up to that door. And my mama is in there calling my name out to Jesus. Calling my brother's name out to Jesus. Calling my daddy's name out to Jesus who'd never been saved till he was 60 years old. Calling my daddy's name out to Jesus. Calling it out to Jesus. And I said, thank you, Jesus. Mama's still here because we got a chance to go to heaven. That's what you and I got to do. We got to find us a closet and get in the Worship of Jesus Christ. And when you get into worship of Jesus Christ in your closet, he'll save your kids. He'll heal your daughter. He'll say heal your husband. Cancer will leave your body when you get into worship. Somebody give God a praise in the house. Give him a praise in the house. Because you got to worship him. You got to get in worship. Throw them shoes out of that closet. Watch the movie War Room. What a great movie. And get you a place. The Lord has not changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it today, he'll do it. If the demon-possessed daughter got healed, then a leper got healed of sickness, disease, and you and I get healed. Number one, how to get healed, worship Jesus. Worship him. Worship him. The second way is have great faith. God will perform his word. God will perform his word. I like to preach, teach, whatever you call this for 20, 25 minutes, but I like to spend an hour and a half praying for people because that's what I'm called to do. Manifestations, miracles, signs, and wonders follow the word coming. It needs to happen in all of our churches, every Sunday, not just Passover, but every Sunday. This August, anybody ever wake up at three, three, three besides me? Look at these hands. Look at these hands. It's Jeremiah 33 is what it is. That's what it is. God's waking you up at a special hour because on the fourth watch is the best time to pray, 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. That's the fourth watch. It's the best time to pray because your neighbors are asleep and God's going to hear your voice. It's the best time to pray, really, early, early, early. The rabbis taught me that in Israel. The best time to pray is on the fourth watch. Jesus prayed that time. He would always love to pray on the fourth, fourth watch. Three, 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 they wake up in the morning. So I'm awake at three, three, three. Linda is asleep. And an angel walks right up to my bed right into my room, right up to my bed, and stands closest to me in the sky right here. 
He says, I am from the division of Gabriel. I've never heard that term division of Gabriel. But I, I don't, I, I'm an assistant to Gabriel. I would understand that maybe. But he was a messenger man like Gabriel is a messenger man. I'm from the division of Gabriel. And I have a message for you. Now listen, I'm Tommy from Dora. I said, hold it, stand right there and don't move. I'm talking to an angel from God and tell him to hold up. <laughs> I reach over and get my notepad <laughs> and my pen. And I said, okay, you go now. He said, at the head of the year, miracles will begin in Israel and spread around the world. At the head of the year to you and me is January 1. But the head of the year to that angel and our Jewish brothers and sisters and those of us who go by that timetable is Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah just happened. So signs, wonders, and miracles are going to start happening all around the world. It's going to begin miracles in Israel. An awakening will happen. A great awakening will start out of those miracles. It's going to begin. God still performs all of those miracles. Mark 9, 23, if you can believe it, all things are possible if you just believe it. you got to believe it. When you come up here tonight, I'm going to pray for you. I want you to believe you're going to get your miracle. You got to believe it in your own heart, in your mind, in your body, and it's all free. It doesn't cost us anything to do that. Matthew 21, 21, if you have faith and doubt not, you can have a miracle. Have faith and doubt not. Talk to your mountain, speak to your problem, speak to your cancer. I, I had, you and I scheduled months ago, months ago, I'm faithful to keep my calendar because I told you I'd be here. This night, I'm supposed to be speaking in Seoul, South Korea for Dr. Cho's church. I'm with this man because this man, a man of God, called me months ago and said, let's put fire in the mountains. And I said, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. I can go back to South Korea some other time. Next year, whenever God opens that door, I'll be there. Talk to your mountain. Speak to your mountain. Dr. Cho told a woman, she said, I can't get healed of cancer. I can't get healed of cancer. He said, I want you to say, cancer, you got to leave my body every day for a thousand straight days if that's what it takes. And I want you to say it a hundred times a day. Well, this woman's walking around the house, cancer, leave my body. Cancer, leave my body. Cancer, leave my body. In Jesus' name, cancer, leave my body. And cancer left her body because she believed it. If you got to say it a hundred times a day, say it a hundred times a day. Speak it out loud. I've done this before here, and I'll do it again. How many of you got an unspoken request? Let me see your hand. If you raise it, I'm coming after you. <laughs> Listen, I had people when I said that just then, like that woman right there, I had people when I said that still raise their hand, and I said, I'm coming after you. It ain't in the Bible. Unspoken request is not in the Bible. You got to speak it out loud so your own ears can hear it. 
Speak it loud enough your neighbor can hear it. Get them saved. Open your mouth and shout it out. Jesus is my healer. Matthew 21, 22, all things. Somebody say all things. All things you shall ask. Oh, that ain't unspoken. That says ask. Ask, believe it, and you shall receive it. How do you get Jesus to work miracles? Believe and obey his word. Romans 4, 17, God called these things as not as though they were. Wow. Joel 3.10, let the weak say I am strong. You need to be saying that every day. You need to be saying that every day. If you're ill, saying you're well. Whatever you got to do, stay faithful. Stay faithful. If you're broke, start calling yourself rich. You mentioned, somebody mentioned to me about books. Somebody, uh, Michael, you said people come to the mountains up here and just stay for two weeks and get great ideas for books. God, God gives them a download for books. He was telling me that. I've got one coming. It's called The Camels Are Coming. How many camels? Wait a minute. Let me give my story right. Abraham sent Eleazar to find a bride for Isaac. Is that the right story, Pastor? Am I right with my words there? Was it Isaac? Or, it wasn't Jacob. It was Isaac. That's the true. I got it right. Abraham sent Eleazar. Father. Father. Somebody say father. father. Abraham. Father Abraham. God. God. Sent the Holy Ghost. Eleazar. Holy Ghost. To find a bride. A bride. For his son. That whole story is about Jesus. <laughs> that whole story is about Jesus. Not Abraham, Eliezer, or anybody else. How many camels made that trip? Ten. Exactly right. How many was he riding? What were the other nine loaded with? Gifts for the bride. Gifts for the bride. Nine gifts for the bride. That is the nine gifts of the Holy Ghost. That story is about the gifts of the Holy Ghost coming to the bride. Study it. Read it. It's there for us. John 3, beloved, I pray. I pray above all things. Not wish. I pray above all things. Then it's true. It's true. Finances are coming to your house and my house. The camels are coming. We're going to see miracles of finances come into our house. I was doing a tent revival in North Alabama, praying for this woman right here. And God said, stop praying for her and go pray for that couple right there. I said, yes, sir. Ma'am, don't leave me. Hold it. I walked over there. I said, okay, now what? He said, tell them the money's coming. The deal they've been working on for three years where the man will not pay them, the money's coming. I said, God, give me a word for you. The deal is going to be closed. You've been waiting three years on it. The woman just fell out in the Holy Ghost, and the man said, you're right. We've been waiting, fighting lawyers for three years. Two weeks later, the man called and said, we've settled. Your money is on the way. God is in the restoring business, and money's coming to your house. Somebody needs to shout on that one. After I was faithful as a Sunday school, a tither, and a prayer warrior, the Lord gave a ministry of healings. When I teach on healings, people get healed. Send prayer cloths out. 
I've seen prayer cloths everywhere, all across the USA, Canada, Caribbean, overseas. Just a free gift from me, prayer cloth. Woman, call me. My son's been in a coma 11 years in Dallas, Texas. I said, what's his name? John. I wrote John on a prayer cloth, knowing it with oil, mail it to her. She took the prayer cloth, you know that little thing you got on in the hospital with your name tag on it right here, a little bracelet. She took it on that bracelet right under John's arm. John had been in a coma 11 years. Three days later, John's up eating turkey. John's up eating turkey. That's mama's faith. That's mama's faith came out of the coma, out of the coma. We have a place in Alabama, a hospital for the mentally ill. R.W. Schambach was in Birmingham, Alabama doing a tent. And he said, she said, I want you to go. He said, I, I can't go. They wouldn't let him in anyway. They only let family like a mama in to see. They wouldn't let anybody else come in, not a pastor, not anybody in. He said, what can you take in with you? She said, well, I, I, I take him uh, every now and then. I'll take him a piece of candy. Shambach said, you go to the store right now and buy me a piece of candy and bring it in here. This woman left the church service, went and bought a piece of candy, brought it back to R.W. Shambach. He took oil and poured it all over that candy bar. <laughs> Put it all over that candy bar. He said, now, when you get there, they'll let this in to your son. Yes, I can take a piece of candy. She said, get ready. He took the candy bar in. The boy ate the candy bar. The boy is no more longer mentally ill. He's totally in release out of the mental hospital. That's been, that's been 30 years ago probably. And that same God still works for me, and he still works for you. He's in the healing business. He's never stopped. Worship God. Have faith in God. And believe it. You gotta believe it with all your body, soul, mind, and holy spirit that God's in the healing business. God is in the healing business. I was in Bob Rogers Church in Louisville, Kentucky. We're doing a healing service on Sunday night at 6 p.m. This woman could not come that Sunday night because she had to work at the hospital. She backed out of her driveway, put a car in drive, and God said, you're not going to work tonight. Call your boss and tell him you can't make it. I got something I want you to do. Yes, sir. She pulled her car over to the side, called her boss on the cell phone and said, I can't make it. Something's come up. Okay, not a problem, lady. She said, okay, God, I called him. Now what? He said, put your car in reverse and back up two houses and go in there and get that little blind boy in that house right across the street from you. That's a neighbor of hers. The boy's 10 years old, been blind since birth. Never, ever been to church. Never. She knocks on the door. Grandma's raising the boy and told the story to Grandma. And Grandma begins to cry. Changes clothes on the boy, changes her clothes, gets in the car. She brings her to church. They're sitting in this section right here, about four rows back. I began to pray for the sick, and they brought me the blind boy. I put my thumbs on his eyes just like this. Ten years old now, been blind his whole life, never, ever seen in his life. And rubbed my thumbs right across those eyes 
and God opened that blind boy's eyes. He's a healer. He's a healer. Oh, that's not all the story, Paul Harvey. That's not all. So we're all shouting. We're all praising God. A blind boy, 10 years old, never seen his life, can now see. So they start back to their seat. And God said, call them back up here. I called them back to the front. And God said, this woman and this boy have never been saved. This is the first time to church. I prayed in the sinner's prayer. They repeated it and gave their life to Jesus Christ. Now we shouted again. We jumped. We shouted. Now he's, he's healed and he's been saved. They go back to the seat and God said, call him back up here. I'm not through with this boy. Yes, sir. Y'all come back, please. Call him back up. I laid my hand on that boy's head. And that boy spoke in tongues for the first time in his life. He didn't know how to spell tongues. He didn't know nothing about tongues. He never heard tongues. He never heard the word tongues in his life. He never been to church in his life. And he spoke in tongues just like somebody that's been doing it 50 years. He just spoke in tongues and spoke in tongues and spoke in tongues. Grandma got filled with the Holy Ghost, spoke in tongues. They go back to the seat. God said, call them back up here. I'm not through. I call them back to the front. He said, get that chair right there. I got that chair. He said, sit it right here. I set the chair right there. He said, put the boy up in the chair. I put the boy up in the chair. He said, tell everybody needs to be healed to come and stand in front of this boy. Pastor, he laid hands on 100 people. Every one of them got healed. Every one of them. I'm talking about a 10-year-old boy. They ain't never been to church, was blind two hours ago. Now he can see. Now he's been saved. Now he's been filled with the Holy Ghost. And now he's laying hands on the sick, and the sick are getting healed. Somebody help me praise God in this house. That's the God that I serve. That's the God that I serve. That was in March of this year. God's in the miracle business. He never stopped being in the miracle business. And he's still healing today. Let's do this first. Put your hand on your heart. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I declare you're Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. Forgive me of all my sins. I receive you right now as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. I'm going to heaven. Now give God a praise for saving everybody in the house. 